Yeah, I'm a free black man, hold up my head, black man. Beautiful black man, I don't that feel nice, man. I love your brother, black man, and chase your dreams, black man. And get that cream, black man, we the original man. One of the greatest mistakes you can make in life is assuming that all your thoughts are true. John Acuff, author of Soundtracks, The Surprising Solution to Overthinking. This is Iron Mike Stedman, and you're listening to Confessions of a Native Son, a black veteran's perspectives on race, culture, and business. For almost four months, I've been dealing with negative thoughts with regards to my life, my business, and everything in between. These negative thoughts were triggered by a combination of things, including the loss of my frat brother, Daryl Hunter, the audacious goal of having to raise $1 million for a new facility for my nonprofit Ironbound Boxing, and the daily grind of entrepreneurship. In this episode of Confessions of a Native Son, I open up about the soundtracks that I've been playing in my head and how I'm replacing them day by day. This episode is brought to you by my organization, Ironbound Boxing, a nonprofit based in Newark, New Jersey, that provides free amateur boxing training, entrepreneur education, and employment opportunities to Newark youth and young adults. To support the cause, visit our website, www.ironboundboxing.org to make a donation today. We just redid the website, so regardless of whether you donate or not, be sure to check it out and let us know what you think. I'd also like to acknowledge Dope Coffee, a lifestyle brand that pairs urban black culture with innovative product offerings in the coffee industry. We're not a coffee brand for black people, we're a coffee brand that seeks to elevate black culture through a lifestyle of premium coffee and candid conversation. As an investor and an advisor, I couldn't be more proud of Dope Coffee, and I encourage all of you to place your order today at www.realdope.coffee. As always, I appreciate you for sharing your time with me, and I hope you enjoy today's show. And we are live. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another edition of my show. I just want to let y'all know out there how much I appreciate you all for listening and uh, letting me know what you've thought of uh, some of my latest monologue episodes. You know, I've received so many phone calls and texts from people from the shows, uh, you know, to Boxing with Love and Conscious Capitalism, my skepticism with um, Conscious Capitalism, and then Moving the Goalposts. It seems like a lot of that subject material has resonated with a lot of people. And uh, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you for letting me know that. And, you know, with this show, although I set out with the goal of, you know, talking specifically about race, culture, and business, you know, a head nod to James Wright and Richard, uh, James Baldwin and Richard Wright, you know, my play on uh, being a social critic, this show also gives me an opportunity to be vulnerable and uh, express some thoughts that are on my mind and on my heart in a way that is unique to me on this platform. And, uh, you know, in everything that I do, I always try to speak about things that I feel like that there's some universal truths that are taking place. And regardless of our skin color, regardless of our class, you know, we're all dealing with the human experience in our own way. And I just come on here and I just try to bear witness in a way that connects with you all at a at an intimate level. And I hope that, you know, 
from the stories I tell and the emotions and, and feelings that I express, you know, you all are able to resonate with them and, uh, you know, maybe go on your own soul searching journey. And that's why I, you know, do these monologue episodes because, you know, it's just a, it's just a, it, it, it pushes me and it allows me to create a unique form of content for you all out there. So I just want you to know again, how much I appreciate you all and uh, how much I enjoy these monologue episodes. And uh, to be quite frank, how much they challenge me, because I think sometimes when you create content, you can want to be a perfectionist and try to get out, you know, the best possible episode ever and try to hit home run after home run. But when I do that, I, I get into overthinking and I start uh, not producing content consistently as I should. And so with the monologue episodes, I've just decided to, you know, transition this show to a weekly release, get on here and record. And if it's, even if it's not perfect, I'm going to uh, give it my best shot. So with that being said, you know, I want to just dive head first into the topic for today and uh, give my confession, which is that I've been dealing with a lot of self-doubt lately and uh, overthinking. Um, and I've had a lot of negative soundtracks playing in my head, telling me that I'm not good enough, that I'm not smart enough, that I'm a fraud, that uh, there's no way I'm going to be able to accomplish the goals that I've set out to accomplish, that they're too audacious, um, and just all this negative stuff that's been going on in my head. And it's ironic because I thought I killed the imposter within me. And I wrote a blog post that I haven't published yet called Death to the Imposter that I'm also going to do an episode on because when the pandemic first hit last year, I told y'all that I was on my back. I was on the canvas. I was knocked down. Gym was closed. No revenue was coming in. I'm here in Newark. And I felt like everything that I had spent the last, you know, two years building up had been taken away from me in an instant. And I felt low. And then in my moment of weakness, I was able to pick myself up off the canvas, pivot the nonprofit, pivot the for-profit into a completely different business model and uh, come out on the other side of the pandemic better than when I went in. And I was just in a, such a strong mental space. And I don't know if I just thrive in the chaos. I just thrive when things are hard, but it just made me feel like that I wasn't an imposter anymore. Because I will tell you, when I became an entrepreneur, and even just started to enter the business space, deep down in the back of my head, I would always tell myself, man, what if I had a MBA from Warden or Stanford or Harvard? You know, would this be as hard as it is? And, you know, or maybe sometimes even telling myself, I wish I could be replaced. You know, that like, oh, if somebody had the same idea that I had, but they had that pedigree and that they had that pedigree I mentioned, you know, the elite MBA and the, the network and the money, could they turn ironbound boxing into something you know, amazing. Could they scale it? You know, and the same thing for my podcast agency. And uh, that's something I had kind of battled with for, you know, years really. Because my my close circle of friends, you know, they all do have elite uh, MBAs from everything from Warden to Harvard to, um, you know, uh, Yale, all these different places. I know some of y'all are listening. Y'all are like, Yale's not elite, but that's how bougie they are, y'all. These are black people too. Um but it can make you feel inadequate, you know, especially when you're living in a residence hall with 70 teenage boys in downtown Newark, um, raising kids as a house parent, feeding them, putting them to bed, putting them through study hall. Um, and then, you know, running my gym and it's just not sexy, right? Like it's fun. I love it. Um, it's dope. 
But occasionally I will, you know, you have those negative thoughts that are coming into your head, especially as you start to see people that you kind of came through the Naval Academy with um, your peer group or came through the military with. And we can start to see uh, ourselves getting separated by class, just in the sense of how much income people are earning and and uh, what they're doing with their lives and et cetera. And I think it comes from, you know, always comparing ourselves to one another. But those negative thoughts have kind of been there. Um, and when I was at my lowest in the pandemic and I pivoted and I launched my podcast agency with a laptop and a microphone from my apartment and was able to be profitable right out the gate, I just was like, I fucking killed the imposter within me. I don't feel like an imposter anymore. And I said this to my business coach and I've said it on calls, like I've killed imposter syndrome in me, but I was wrong. And I think I got ahead of myself. And one of the reasons I think that is, is because, you know, when I was going to uh, the Stanford Ignite program, um, the first entrepreneurial program I've ever did in the summer of 2017, you know, one of the quotes I remember taking away from that program was operating at the edge of your own competency. You should, I think it was like, don't be afraid to operate at the edge of your own competency. And I think, you know, when I, when I was like so confident that I didn't feel like an imposter anymore, that I felt like I was a real deal, that, you know, I wasn't faking the funk. Um, it was because I was also in a very comfortable space. And one of the things that has kind of led to that kind of negative thoughts and the self-doubt was a couple different things. Number one, I teed up a team to build out the Ironbound Courage Academy, which is a 5,000 square foot facility in downtown Newark. Um, and in order to, um, you know, we end up getting a, a letter of intent from a local developer. I worked with urban planning firms, uh, a very high architecture firm uh, called Gensler, and was able to get some renderings and some a 3D video and basically um, everything that I needed to do to be able to essentially um, convert this space into a boxing gym and incubator, which we came up with as the Ironbound Courage Academy. Um, and so pretty much half the year I've been working on that, um, meeting, doing recurring Friday meetings with the team that we put together to submit this application to ESPN so we could get the, the process built out for that. Um, so there, that's one thing, right? That's stepping outside my comfort zone. The other thing is I launched this media agency and, uh, you know, started producing podcasts and we were kind of off to the races, right? Started getting clients, started drinking revenue, radio revenue in, you know, one month. Then I probably did, you know, my first six months in business ever. Um, and so I was kind of just super hype about that. But then there also came the balance between, you know, delivering the content, the quality of content that we promised and also managing clients and, you know, also, you know, making sure the nonprofit's taken care of, you know, stuff started. I feel like stuff was kind of slipping through the cracks, you know, like I'm holding on, I'm doing everything I need to do, but I felt, you know, that, that any moment, um, I just felt, I felt press and I was actually making moves to, to feel less press, you know, limiting my working hours. That way I can make sure I'm spending, you know, um, equal amount of time between the nonprofit and for-profit. And then, um, I lost a very close friend of mine, my frat brother, uh, Daryl Hunter. Um, he was 36 and he passed away at the end of April. And between the Courage Academy, between running the podcast agency, Ironbound Media, and then losing a close friend of mine. And oh, by the way, my personal life, health and fitness and 
you know, my girlfriend and all this other stuff, it just kind of came to a head. And uh, when I went to uh, the funeral to see Daryl, you know, pay my respects and uh, it was in Des, Mo Des Moines, Iowa of all places. And traveling makes me, for some reason, I don't know, maybe I suffer, I'm like a, I'm a huge procrastinator and it's terrible. And I've been a procrastinator like all my life. But when it comes to traveling and booking tickets and all that kind of stuff, like I'm terrible at it. So I had to get some help with it. But either way, just even the pressure of like booking tickets and the pressure of, you know, getting all the work done. And when it's time to fly out, I feel super anxious. And so it's just pressure, 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 kind of like a headache. And then I, I, you know, I scrambled to get out there to go to the funeral. And, you know, being out there at his funeral, you know, I just started thinking about my own mortality, you know, because, you know, Daryl passed away and, um, you know, he had a house, had a nice car, just got a new car, had all this gym equipment and he was a sneakerhead, y'all. And so he had like freaking like 250 pairs of sneakers in his room, just all this stuff. And it just, you know, seeing them in the casket. You know, it just reminded me of, you know, how much we don't take, how much of this stuff that we chase in life, we don't take with us. You know, you can't take the car and you can't take the shoes and the clothes and the jewelry and all that kind of stuff, all the material things. And really all that was left was his family and his friends. And it's like the relationships that, you know, he made throughout his time in life. And you know, even when you go away at the end, right? Like you have like these, you know, it's like your college graduation or high school graduation. There's a lot of people there, you know, or the parties, whatever. And I don't know if it was just the pandemic or it's just the nature of dealing with death in general. And I've also thought about this with regard to weddings, if I'm being honest, but there just weren't a lot of people there, you know? And it's kind of reemphasized within me the importance of going to those weddings and going to those funerals, because a lot of times you're thinking, oh man, I'm so busy. Um, there'll be somebody else there or whatever. And then you go and then you kind of realize like you're it. You know, there was a situation before where I've gone to a, a wedding and I, didn't, I wasn't know if I was going to go. Um, and then I decided to go and realize like me and a few other people were like the only real friends there. And that this guy didn't have, you know, a lot of people from his high school or anything. It was just his us, you know, um, and I realized that that it kind of dawned on me of just kind of like how you never know. And being at Daryl's funeral, you know, it was a real kind of intimate funeral out in uh, Des Moines. But it's just like, man, you, you just kind of think about when, when, when we are living in all the relationships we make in this world and the impact we leave behind. You know, it's like, it's nice to think about that when you're going away, you know, when you're getting sent off to, to say your final goodbyes, that you're going to have this kind of large crowd there and that there are people going to be there supporting you, whatever. But it was just a very like small circle of friends and family. And, you know, I think what it had me just thinking a lot about was just like, man, like one, you know, I don't, I took it for granted how much time I thought we all had left on this earth. You know, like, it's, it's crazy now because you're starting to see people drop off, you know, friends and family that are passing away. And I just always assumed that, you know, we would make it to the finish line or we would make it past some point. I never knew that like, this could be it, you know, that like this existence we know now that, that, that there really is no making it for some and that this is their only experience that they will have in life. 
And, you know, I even thought about like when I first, you know, graduated the Naval Academy or, you know, um, serving in the Marines, right? Like just dumb stuff, not bad stuff, but just like, you know, living in a house with like five other lieutenants, you know, and you, it, 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 I didn't really necessarily view it as life. I just figured it as like, oh, that's like a temporary thing, you know? Um, but seeing Daryl laying in that coffin, I started to look back and I was like, yo, that is our life. Like if I were to pass away tomorrow, you know, and they'd be like writing about my life experience, right? Like that was a big chunk of my life, you know, living with those five officers, great friend of mine's frat brothers, you know, in Hubert, North Carolina, you know, it wasn't the sexiest existence in the world, but it was like our existence or me living in that residence hall in Newark, you know, 70 teenage boys or me being in this one bedroom apartment, hooking and jabbing, you know, and I never really thought that that was like life, that that could be it. You know, I've always viewed them as potentially chapters, but I never view them as like the whole story. And I realized, you know, with Daryl that, you know, this is not guaranteed, you know, cause he was only 36 and he laid down one night and just never woke up. His heart just stopped while he was sleeping. And it's just that sense of like, man, like if this is it, if this is this, if this is all we have, that is life. What's done is done. The past is the past, but we live every day right now. You know, I was almost like, what do I have to show for myself? You know? And I know like I can say, oh, I did Ironbound Box and I started this free boxing gym um, where I launched this podcast agency, et cetera. But these are nowhere near where I would like them to be yet. At least that's what I think in my mind, right? Like I think I'm trying to, you know, it goes back to what I was talking about in moving the goalposts. I think I'm trying to get somewhere, right? Like some level of success that is going to be like, this is it. I've arrived. You know, I kind of feel it now. Because to be honest, the day-to-day of running a venture is not the sexiest thing in the world for a lot of people. You know, it's, it's just not. And a lot of what we do as entrepreneurs behind the scenes, it's just not that sexy. It's like the Wizard of Oz. You know, you go, you see the wizard, you look behind the curtain, and there's one guy pulling a bunch of strings. He's using his hands, his toes, his fingers, and everything. And a lot of people look at this, and they're like, I just can't wait till the day where this is just a lot easier or whatever. But maybe it never gets easier. Maybe you just get better at what you're doing. You just kind of, and you start to learn to enjoy it and just become a bit of a craftsman at it. But even still, right, like at the time, you know, in April, dealing with Daryl's loss, dealing with the loss of Daryl, this isn't exactly what I was excited about. I was thinking more about woe is me, you know, that I have nothing to show for my life yet. Um, and I think I was borderline like depressed about it. And it bothered me because, you know, here I am supposed to be mourning for my friend. And a lot of the thoughts and feelings I was having in my head were less about my friend and more about me. But maybe that is warning, you know? Um, and it's like when you see him in that casket, I saw me. And another thing was, you know, Daryl had a family, you know, um, a wife and uh, a son and uh, three beautiful uh, daughters. And I was looking around. I was like, man, I don't have a wife. I don't have any kids. And it's just like, and if you can't take any of this material stuff with you, your businesses and all that kind of stuff. And the only thing you really have is your legacy. 
And the people that carry your legacy are your friends and family. If I don't have that, what do I really have? And I've already mentioned before that I'm a procrastinator. So then I'm like, am I like procrastinating? And then I started to tell myself, did I miss out on life? Have, have, I, have I botched it? You know, like I had this, all this opportunity between, you know, 22 when I graduated the Naval Academy and now to kind of build a family and make a life for myself and make sure I have a legacy to carry on. And I hadn't done it. And so I just started to feel like a failure. And so like literally for like the last, like, I don't want to know, four months, I've just been in my head and I've had these negative soundtracks playing in my head, telling me that I'm inadequate, telling me that I potentially missed out on life, telling me that I am uh, a failure and that I can't make the Courage Academy happen. And if everything, if it doesn't happen, it's all my fault and all this other stuff, just negative soundtracks. And I will tell y'all, man, you know, it's, 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 I not necessarily say I view myself as a public figure, but I am very public. Right. And I built this persona of Ironbound and being out in front, you know, Iron Mike Stedman and, you know, I produce podcasts and I shoot videos so people see me and they message me, whatever. But it's crazy sometimes when you think about like all the stuff that goes on in someone's head that you have no idea about. And yet they're public facing. And, you know, I had all this self-doubt and all this stuff that's going on in my head, yet I still had to show up, still had to show up for the podcast. You know what I mean? Still had to show up for my kids to Ironbound. Still had to show up for my board members um, and still have to be the leader, you know, that I was trained to be in the Marines. We're all dealing with this just negative, these negative thoughts. Um, and it bothers me, man, because... Like I thrive when I'm at my best and I'm sure like many of us do, like when you're super confident, you know, and when I'm not feeling confident, I don't even want to fucking be around people. If I'm being honest, sometimes I feel like being a hole and hide. I'm just like, I need to go to monk mode, you know, monk mode. I need to get myself back, cut the universe off, cut off social media, get back in the gym, get in shape, you know, get my mind and my body right mentally, physically, and spiritually. You're reading, you're meditating, you're doing all this stuff, right. To stay strong. And when you get yourself back, it's like, I know it. I can feel it because I feel strong. I felt it before, you know, but this whole time for like the last few months, I haven't felt it. Why haven't I felt it? Is there too much stuff going in my head? Am I spreading myself too thin? Am I mourning my friend's loss? And I'm mourning the loss of self. I don't know what's going on. And it was just kind of bothering me. Right. And another thing too, is like, I'm fucking passionate about boxing and I'm fucking passionate about entrepreneurship. And I love teaching everything I know because it goes into my mantra, lift as I climb, lift as we climb. You know, this idea that like anything that I learned I'm passionate about and has benefited me, I share with others. And so I would love to come on, you know, my other podcast to transition and drop some knowledge bombs to the listeners about entrepreneurship or, you know, speak in public and, you know, do I do workshop series around branding and marketing and, you know, just super confident, feel like I know what I'm talking about. Uh, people coming to me you know, asking me questions and I'm delivering value, delivering value to my girlfriend, delivering value to my friends and my network. But when I'm feeling off and I'm not feeling confident, it's very hard for me. And it's just like, what is going on, Mike? It's like, Mike, snap out of it. You know, you want to punch yourself in the head. And what's happening was because I, I had these soundtracks playing. And one of the things that I learned, even the reason I keep saying the word soundtracks is because I, I was traveling to a friend's wedding this past weekend in Arkansas, my man, Ian Kilo 
from, uh, he was actually on this podcast. I forgot what we titled the episode. I think it was Let's Talk About Race. Um, but Ian is my boy. That's my blood brother. Brother from another mother. Went out to win Arkansas to go see him and his wife get wed. His new bride. And uh, in the airport, you know, I came up, I was listening to audio books or a podcast or something. I was getting ready to get on a plane and I was looking through my uh, audio book app, Audible. And uh, there was this book called Soundtracks by John Acuff. And it shows like a, a Greek statue of a guy kind of sitting down and he's got headphones in and it's uh, says soundtracks, the uh, solution for the obvious solution for overthinking or uh, the surprising solution for overthinking. And the cover art kind of surprised me, um, intrigued me, you know? And so what I did was I looked up the review and I was like, oh man, I think this kind of resonates with me. Starts talking about how a lot of the, the thoughts we have in our head, you start to view them as soundtracks and what can happen when you have negative soundtracks playing in your head as opposed to positive ones. And so I was like, all right, man, let me listen to this book. And on the flight to win and back, I started listening to soundtracks and it just kind of blew my mind. And that's one of the reasons I read so much is because what I have found to snap me out of a lot of my shit more so than anything else is my process, my process of reading, meditating, podcasting, right? Like you can read a hundred books. I don't care. But if one gives you that gem of knowledge, gives you that confidence, it's well worth it. And it's like, I started listening to this book and he started talking about all the, like what can happen when we start flipping the soundtracks instead of saying, woe is me and what have I not accomplished in life? You start telling yourself, my life is dope. And you say it to yourself over and over and you had that plan in your head. And I just started to think about that and re it really resonated with me. Um, and so I started doing it right on the spot. I started to put some positive soundtracks in my head, you know, that I'm a high performing, badass small business owner with a badass business and a badass life, that my life is dope. Instead of being stressed about the Courage Academy and Ironbound and all the stuff that I failed at doing and, you know, the things I'm struggling, you know, telling myself, Mike, you'll figure it out, you know, or, you know, operating at the edge of my own competency instead of being worried and asking myself if I'm being Icarus, um, you know, and getting too close to the sun, to, you know, just telling myself what's the worst that can happen or give it a try. Um, and just this, this stuff seems so simple y'all, but it's like, as we get older, like sometimes we can forget who the fuck we are, you know, excuse my language, but it's the truth. And when I'm fucking boxing, I got a boxing gym, um, here in my, in my building or anytime I'm training at the Ironbound Boxing Academy, like I would get, like when I talk about boxing, I think about the mindset that it took for me to compete at the highest levels of collegiate boxing and shit, even entrepreneurship. Right. Like, yo, man, you got to talk yourself up. And it's like, yo, Mike, you know, when I'm walking around, woe is me. It's like, dude, you're fucking three time national boxing champion. You know, and I had a frat brother say that to me uh, when I was at the Naval Academy. And when I was, you know, self-doubt and all this other stuff, you're fucking national champ. You're three time national champ. Stand up for yourself. You know, fucking Marine Corps infantry officer, entrepreneur, all this stuff. Right. That I am now. But we can forget this, y'all. And sometimes we got to give ourselves a ground punch and remind ourselves it. And a simple way to do it is a fucking soundtrack. You know, I am a three-time national champ. You know, I do have a dope life. I am a badass, high-performing small business owner with a badass business and a badass life. I will figure it out. You know, and sometimes this stuff can sound all hokey pokey for some people, but this is real life, man. 
And, you know, people are dealing with a lot of anxiousness, dealing with a lot of self-doubt. Um, and there are people out there that are not where they want to be at in life. And guess what, man? No one's going to get them out of it. You got to get yourself out of it. This idea that someone else is going to come in and save you is just a myth. You know, fortune favors the lucky, not just the bold. It favors um, the lucky. And to be lucky, you got to create your own luck sometimes. You got to get that return on luck that Jim Collins talks about. You know, is it lucky that I came across the book Soundtracks? Potentially. But guess what? I also read a lot of books and also scroll my, my podcast app and my audiobook app. And I read reviews on Goodreads, right? And all this stuff. I read reviews on Amazon. So I kind of have a process for finding good books. And so when I come across one, is it really lucky or is it that, you know, I'm uh, investing in myself and I built this process out? And, you know, it kind of just, you see what's happening and how it's holding you back by not putting the right soundtracks in your mind, by not saying the right mantras. You know, let's flip it. You know, what's the worst that can happen? And so for the past, you know, week or so, I've been saying positive things. You know, I've been playing positive soundtracks. And even when my mind starts to go negative, I just kind of start to flip it. And one of the things he said from the book, too, is that, like, you know, if you can't come up with soundtracks of your own, get someone else's. You know, who's someone that you look up to? You know, um, whether it's an athlete or another entertainer or a philosopher or something, and what would they say to themselves? You know, there's a book by Todd. I think it's Todd Herman called The Alter Ego Effect um, that I'll probably talk about on this podcast. And in the book, he talks about, you know, um, having an alter ego for your field of play. You know, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, rest in peace. You know, his his alter ego was Black Mamba. Black Mamba on the basketball court in NBA finals is a lot different than uh, Kobe at home eating dinner with his wife and kids. You know, he's kind of has to adopt this persona. You know, and so you start to build out these personas and the characteristics and the personalities of the people that you aspire to be like. You kind of create this aspirational identity. And the beauty of being able to do that is nobody else knows. You know, that's the beauty of uh, uh, meditation. You start to understand the power of self-awareness and the fact that like people can't read your mind. So when you're sitting in a boardroom or you're getting ready to pitch your startup, they don't know if you could be adopting the persona of like a uh, a Mark Zuckerberg or the dudes from Warby Parker or some of these other, you know, entrepreneurs that we see on Forbes or whatever else that make us think like they got it all figured out and they walk in the room, you know, um, confident, chest out, you know, and if you're not feeling like that internally, you know, you just pretend like you are. And that's the concept behind the, the alter ego effect. And then, you know, with the soundtracks component, you start playing those positive mantras in your head um, and magic can happen. And it, it really does. And so, you know, that's kind of where I've been at, you know, like I've, and I, I do this to myself, right? Like I was talking to my girlfriend about it, but I am, uh, I just, I just push myself, man. I reach and I take on an inherent amount of risk in life. Um, and it's all kind of led me to, to the position I'm in that and now, um, and it's just, it just, it's just who I am, you know? And I've always, but you could forget, right? Like I told y'all, you know, a couple episodes ago, man, I got a $25,000 check here, which is like a poster that I got from the Street Chairs Foundation that I sit behind my couch and I freaking forget about it. I forget about these things. Street Shares and Echo and Green finalists and New Jersey 40 under 40 business leader and all this other stuff. Um, because to me, I'm always, you know, I'm always not necessarily just in the hustle, but I'm always focused on the 
the task at hand. And once I accomplish one task, I'm on to the, the next thing. And so I forget who the fuck I am. Just being quite frank, you know, and I forget what I have potential to be. Um, and it's just no good. It's not good for my team. It's not good for me. It's not good for those around me. And, you know, I'm just so happy that I'm able to kind of, you know, recognize that and practice self-awareness to be able to, to push past. Cause guess what y'all, I mean, I got a lot of work to do. You know, we got it. We're on the, I'm, I'm blessed. My life is dope now. You know, I go, I was at the gym today. Kids looking healthy, respectable. Gym is dope. Just launched a new website for Ironbound Boxing. Check it out. Um, got some podcast clients, man. Sent out more invoices. I've sent out the most money in invoices on Monday than I probably have the first, I don't know, seven months in business ever. My first seven months in business. And it's just stuff is moving. You know, and I just got to stay the course, man. I ain't got time for the negative thoughts and the self-doubts. And whether I have, whether I'm married and have kids, you know, I got you all out there. I got my kids are ironbound, right? I got kids all over that I've impacted. So, you know, I'm going to have, I've got kids, I've got a legacy, you know, and I just need to, you know, just continue to suck the bone marrow out of life and live every day like it's the fullest because this is the thing. This is it. This is our life, y'all. Our day-to-day, what we're doing day in and day out, this is our life. And it can be taken from us in an instant. So what it makes the most sense to me is to enjoy every day of life as best we can. And that's what I'm working on. And that's what I'm encouraging you all out there to work on. Um, And let's push each other and let's hold each other accountable um, around this. And uh, hopefully that way we can all, you know, just kind of reach our potential. So I hope this, uh, hope this resonated with a lot of you all out there. I have not been able to get my blog post up yet. I'm looking at blog posts and all this other stuff, blog posts and newsletter, but I write every morning. I just don't publish every morning. But, you know, I said on the last episode that I was going to have a blog post out in between that one and this one. I haven't done it yet. So uh, maybe I'll get it out first thing tomorrow morning. Hopefully we'll see. But just keep checking confessionsofanativeson.com and I will uh, get that blog post out. But yeah, man, that's where I'm at. I'm just trying to get better, trying to strive for great, striving every day for greatness and just to, to, to make the most out of life. Not live my best life like they try to show on Instagram and everybody's flexing this and that, but just creating real impact, meaningful impact, getting up every day and saying I contribute to the world um, in my own little way. And, uh, you know, one of the things I also want to talk about before I let y'all go is that, you know, I've, I've mentioned before, like, I really enjoy the monologue podcast because they challenge me and they push me, but they don't necessarily fall within the, the specifics I had on the branding for Confessions of a Native Son, that race, culture, and business. You know, when I started this podcast, I was like, I'm going to get Booker T. Washington. I'm going to talk about that, talk about W.E.B. Du Bois. And I'm actually reading his book right now, courtesy of my boy, Philip Jones. Um, black reconstruction in America, but I want to talk about the souls of black folks and the spook that's set by the door and like all these, you know, little racy books, you know, just from my perspective as a black veteran, right? This, the itch that I need to scratch within the American studies and African-American studies and American literature, but I also like the monologues of just like, I call it free flowing thought or free flowing thinking where I can just kind of come on here and just not necessarily rant, but just kind of, 
you know, um, I see stuff in the universe and the world and I kind of want to come on here and explain it. So that's what I'm, I'm doing with some of these monologues, man. And I'll tell y'all one of my core values for my media company, uh, Ironbound Media is that there are no rules in audio. And at the end of the day, I compete against myself. There is no competition. I'm my only competition. And if I lose, you know, listeners, you know, oh, I'm okay with it because, you know, there was a time for this podcast. If all I did was bash the military and race, I could be fucking off to the moon with this show. If I got on this podcast and I bashed black people, you know, if I adopted this like black conservative mindset and told white America how fucked up black America was and all this kind of stuff, there'd be so many people out there supporting me. I, and I'm going to do a whole episode on it called Black Talking Heads. Um, but that's just not me. Right. I'm uh, maybe I'm authentic to a flaw. But like for me, it was like I talked about what I need to talk about with regards to always faithful and my personal experience. I said what I need to say about some of the stuff in the Marine Corps um, and uh, some of these other branches, which I'm which I will eventually get to. But it's just not the sole focus of it. Right. This show. Right. I have a lot of other things I want to do. Deep dives and really just kind of. Um, explore the world in my own way and express my thoughts in my own way. And uh, I kind of, that's why, you know, I, I kind of do content that the content that I do. And so, you know, going back to there's no rules in audio, man, this is of all the podcasts I do, right. Regardless how many downloads or regardless of awards or anything like that. Right. This is my most important uh, podcast for me personally, because it's his legacy work. When I'm dead and gone, you know, or somebody finds this and my kids and they're like, oh, man, I want to know what my dad used to think about. Right. They come on this podcast and they hear me, you know, and they can kind of hear my perspective. And the other thing about this show is that, like, I never want to show up to a space where I'm unwelcomed or uninvited. And what this does is this is allows me to show up as authentically possible as I can, um, because people spend 50 percent of their time at work and at home, lying, hiding, and faking who they are. Um, and with this show, it's just kind of, and th this show, my personal brand, the way I carry myself and everything, I would like to think with Mike Stedman, it's what you see is what you get. Um, and like, I don't have to, I just don't have to be anybody else but me. I don't feel like I have to conform. And I'm going to talk about it on another episode because one of the things I've been thinking about too is that you know, my perspectives on race have started to shift a little bit, not in a negative way or a bad way. They've just kind of shifted um, in how I kind of view things. And one of the things I've been thinking about is that, you know, one of the reasons I feel a lot of the thoughts I do with regards to like racism and a lot of stuff um, lately is because like I just straight up don't swim upstream anymore. Like I just don't like I don't find myself in an environment where I'm, you know, trying to, you know, make space for me. Right. Like I just I create the space already. Like any like I don't know, man. I like I've said before, like I'm done playing to lose. Right. I don't go into any situation where I feel like I can't win. Um and that means from winning from like uh basically I don't want to be pigeonholed. I don't want to be put inside a box. And so I don't even put myself in positions that allow allow others to do that to me. And one of my things was thinking too is like I have bougie problems now, y'all. That's another thing about the show is um, you know, when I think about a lot of stuff with uh with race and everything, you know, when I'm in the hustle and bustle of entrepreneurship and I'm just in my world taking care of Ironbound, taking care of all this kind of stuff, you know, I, I always don't have time to to think about, you know, my 
how do I say this? I obviously don't have to think about like what people are doing, doing to get in my way of me succeeding because I'm a black man. You know what I mean? It's like, I just, I just fucking keep pushing forward and I keep moving. And then sometimes I don't have time to think about it. And the biggest thing that holds me back from achieving success in my personal life um, is soundtracks, negative soundtracks, which I reference on this show. Um, and me taking care of the day to day, you know, me being productive, taking care of my mind, taking care of my body, taking care of my spirit and all the stuff that I have the ability to control internally. Right. Like not anybody else, but the stuff that I have control over for me. And, you know, when I start to view the world in that lens and I don't give credit and I don't give power to these other institutions or other people for holding me back. You know, it's kind of made me wonder whether or not, like, am I coming from like a privileged point of view and a skewed view of, you know, kind of how I see the world, how I see race, because there are a lot of people that like don't have the same privilege I have of um, showing up authentic, you know, bearded up, mohawk fade, fucking T-shirt fitted, you know, and just still just getting after it and crushing it, you know. Um, but they also put themselves in these situations where, um, you know, we start giving these people, whether they're, you know, racist, um, too much power, you know, too much credibility, too much authority over us. Um, and since I'm, I don't, which I, I like to think I don't, right. Um, uh, maybe I do when I try to go out and raise money for, you know, uh, Ironbound and all this other stuff, who knows? Um, but I just, I just, you know, the biggest thing holding me back right now is me and self-doubt and all the stuff I talked about, not any external forces. It's me. Um, and I know there are a lot of people again out there who, for whatever reason, may not feel the same way. And so I don't want to alienate them. I just, you know, come on here and speak my truth. So that's another stuff I've been kind of dealing with with regards to what's going on in my head and, you know, as I'm creating content and et cetera, et cetera. So, but we're going to keep getting more into this stuff because I'm doing weekly drops now. It's pushing me to talk and think and be critical, um, and make, uh, and, and make good, make good content. And, uh, I hope y'all appreciate it. And I appreciate y'all for even just listening in. I don't care how small or large our audience is. You know, if you're listening to this show, um, I appreciate you. And so, um, what I'm going to do for this episode too, is I'll make sure I put the link in the show notes to the book. Um, John A. Cuff's, uh, oh, uh, John A. Cuff's soundtracks, the surprise solution to overthinking. And, uh, if you like this pod, I want you to do me a favor and just make sure you subscribe and support this show by leaving me a review on iTunes. And if you know somebody in your network, if it's, even if it's just one person, forward this show to them. You know, I, I rely on organic growth, you know, and I want to connect with people. I want to create as much impact as I possibly can, but I also care about the quality of my audience and my listeners. But, um, you know, this organic show, like I'm not on social media doing 10,000, you know, little clips on my personal Instagram and then running on LinkedIn and da, 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 da. Like, that's not what this is for me. You know, I'm focused on creating uh, good content, the best possible content that I can. And I want to put more of my effort into being consistent, delivering the content, not just doing scatterbrain marketing. So I get numbers for vanity metrics. And so, you know, I saw that to say is just, you know, share this show with someone that you feel like um, can benefit from the information. And, uh, I think I'm going to get a blog post up tomorrow. So uh, by noon tomorrow, I should have a short, quick blog post up about soundtracks. Might only be a paragraph or so, but I'll get something up um, at confessionsofanativeson.com. So sign up for our newsletter 
Um, hopefully I can get a newsletter going with this show. I was looking at Substack today. I'm looking at some other platforms, Aweber, and I think it's called Constant Contact. But I'm leveling up my podcasting, man. You know, there's the content side of the house and then there's the marketing side of the house. And I'm not going to be focused on social media as much. I'm just going to be focused on creating the content, distributing it maybe via blogs and uh, newsletters because I'm a writer. Writers write. That, you know, I kept saying on this pod, oh, I'm writing a book. I'm writing a book. I forgot to be a writer. And to be a writer, to write a book, you got to be a writer. And to be a writer, you got to write. So every morning I write for 30 minutes. Uh, 20, I do a 20 minute sprint. I don't think about it. I got grammar mistakes, got all that kind of stuff. But I write for 20 minutes. I do a sprint and then I'm transitioning from the sprint into published content uh, next. And the reason I'm doing the sprints is to increase my words per hour. So um, actually, I got time to do some writing tonight, too. So that's what I'll do. I'll do a quick sprint, get a blog post up for y'all. So um, check out confessionofnativesun.com. Sign up for that newsletter. And uh, if you all want me to speak to you or your organization, you can always reach me um, through the website by clicking that book me to speak. So I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Thanks for listening. Until next time, peace, love, and have a great rest of your day. I'm a free black man, hold up my head, black man. Beautiful black man, I don't that feel nice, man. I love your brother, black man, and chase our dreams, black man. And get that cream, black man, we the original man.